Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella Hella in Your your 30s. 30s. This week, we make friends with strangers. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Just like that, the podcast has begun. Hello, listeners. Muriel, how are you feeling today? You know what? What? I think I have another goddamn cold. <laughs> I think you were just hung over. No, dude. I got a, I, I got boogers. You I got can tell. You, I got boogers. Well, um, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry for <laughs> saying that. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Muriel and I are chilling. It's uh, currently Friday morning when we're recording this. We got our green juice with us and a cup of coffee, and we partied all last night at a Hollywood event, and we were forced (laughs) to make friends with strangers. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into it, we had a couple quick announcements. If you live in L.A. or you're going to be in L.A. next weekend. June 22nd. June 22nd. Which will be this weekend as you're hearing this podcast. Yeah, so pay attention to the dates and not the words. (laughs) Uh, we will be screening our uh, web series at Dances with Films. It's an awesome festival, an incredible festival. We're super proud to be a part of it. They're defiantly independent. This is their 22nd year, and it is located in the heart of Hollywood at the Chinese Theaters on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> All right, so if you want to go uh, <laughs> hit us up, our screening's at 6.15 on Saturday the 22nd. Yes. Um, if you want to come and and cheer and then like let us let your presence be known and hopefully we can all get drinks or do something afterwards so we'll be around other news announcement we got into a festival in atlanta if you live in atlanta georgia and you want to do this we need an ambassador because we can't afford to go out there yeah we can't we can't go july it's july 19th through 21st so hit us up if you like want to be like our ambassador and like just go rep for us we would i mean we love that would be so fun yes that would be so huge for us so if you live in atlanta (laughs) or i guess the surrounding areas and feel like getting uh, per, you know, you're freak on. We'll give you, a, we'll get you a filmmaker's pass. Probably, we can probably get you a pass, and then you can just go and be like, "If hey, you're in a fam club, or yeah. just go and watch movies." And then at the end, uh, if we win an award, you just have to go up there and put us on speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's July 19th through 21st. You can email us hellinyour30s at gmail.com or social media us. And, um, you know, so if that's something you want to do, let us know. Cause we're looking for a savior from the dirty South. Yeah, baby. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. Back into the heart of things. Back to the podcast. So last night we, so this, this podcast is basically a rumination on the idea that when you're a child, they tell you to stay away from strangers. And when you're an adult, everyone's a stranger and you're forced to make friends. Uh, I know we're supposed to be on uh, topic right now, but right now Muriel is fingering the foam from her green juice and licking it off her finger like a lollipop. Well, I'm, listen, I have this juice and there's like four inches of foam off top. So I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to skim it. I don't need, I don't need to be put on blast. That was hilarious. Just, you know. Finger food. Okay, finger foam. <laughs> that is very gastronomique of us to um, you You're know, have some agitating foam. me. Okay, great. <laughs> so this podcast is this episode's already killing. Okay, great. 
Okay, so yeah, we had to be go be strangers. So all right, so that's not easy thing to do. It's really hard to make friends when you get older. Yeah, I like everybody says that. Maybe that's not true for everybody, but it is like you like it's an odd thing. Like these film festivals have been cool because we all have a common like need, which is you have to talk to people. Like yeah. even if you are don't want to like it's an interesting thing. Like networking, when you think about networking, I always think like, oh, this is awful. Everybody's really fake. Like, da, right. da, da, da. like you know, it, like the word networking has so many horrible connotations. But really, at least in my experience, and I may not be doing it right. Because <laughs> we are not famous yet. Not at all on <laughs> any level. Uh, it really is like way more about just talking to people. Yeah. It's like, what's up with you? Like... It, it like you don't have to have any I mean you have to like basically it's a little easier with the film festival stuff because you basically just need a little bit of a pitch so like everybody's like you go hey how are you oh this is weird da, 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 da. okay what's your movie about yeah you right. know and that's like and you can ask so that would be a cool thing also in real life if you could go to a bar and be like yeah yeah, yeah cool 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 good to meet you okay so what's your life about? Well, what's your I thing? Guess, Give me the elevator pitch on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's your log line? Yeah, I just need a log line and then I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. Or, you know what? I'm probably going to skip that. You know? Yeah, right. I mean, this, at least we can do this with films. It's kind of like having an avatar or something you can judge the person by. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess like people do that in bars. Like, what do you do for a living? Right. Right. But none of us do what we want to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's right. It's just like, so what do you do that makes you unhappy? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's not a bad one. I'm going to write that down. I remember this thing came out. Terry Gross put out like a how to talk to people uh -huh. uh, thing and like a essay she wrote for introverts or something. And she said her opening line is tell me about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to really open people up. Th I would just be so irritated if someone said that to me. So tell me about yourself. I, I, I know it's okay. It's a legitimate question, and sometimes people can ask it and they sound okay, but a lot of the time when somebody asks me that, I feel like it's a tactic from, like, what's that stupid book, How like to Succeed how to in Business? Like, How to Make and Be Cool or something? Yeah, what's, like, those books that they, like, tell you, like, how to, like, self-help books? Right. It feels like a, a vampire question, like, not a real one. It is a vampire question. Right, because it's not, like, it's it's not a real, I mean... You have to, but the thing is, okay, so that's how I feel when people say that to me. Yeah. But you have to start somewhere. Right. And so that's part of this is like when you're a kid, you don't have any shame. So you're just like, My, I have dolls. What's your name? You know, like whatever. Yeah, right. Like you just like don't care. I have dolls. What's your name? Yeah. But like when you're an adult, it's like you still have to say some dumb icebreaky thing. Yeah, right. And that's like so cringy a lot of the time. Yeah. But then when you get past it, people are almost always great. And even when they're not great, they're always like awesome. Um, so, you know, we had to do navigate that last night, um, but we're going to bring you through the entire night. One thing that happened is we wanted to record yesterday while we were getting ready, but it was such a disaster that we didn't <laughs> have time to record. The last time we went to one of these things, we had to get dressed up, which for me is like just a fucking journey of, horrors and knives and just things i don't want to do <laughs> so muriel's always like how should i do my hair and i'm like just do whichever one you think won't be 
a complete disaster. And what was my response? They're all disasters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't straighten it. Don't do anything. And I was like, it's going to be bad no matter what. So it doesn't matter. He's like, okay, do you want some whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I left the house and got <laughs> some drinks. Because we were lifting there anyways. Like, might as well, you can't take a lift sober that's it goes against the law of right. god i mean and i'm already like on my second time of like putting on nail polish and taking it off and putting it on and taking it <laughs> off because i can't decide if it makes me look like a child so that was great so okay we started off first thing that happened was uh in our building um our they like to shut off different parts of our utilities without telling us ever. Like literally <laughs> yeah, in six right. years, we've never gotten a water shut off notice. We've definitely gotten our water shut off. Yeah. They're just like working on the building. Right. But nobody ever says a goddamn thing. So we were, we, we went on a big, long stinky hike. We got home. We we're both sweaty. We we're about to take a shower and guess what? The water's off. The water's off. So only the cold water for some reason. So like, then we were like, go outside and then there's these like eight guys working on the thing using a hose that comes is connected directly to the water to the building and nick's like did you guys shut off the water what's going on and they're like no we didn't shut off the water well to be fair it's just like their hose is just taking all of our cold water so all we had was burning hot water it was just like the like if you can imagine in your house, one of your waters is off. It won't work. Like you're drinking water. You can't filter with hot water. You can't pour water to hot. Anyways. And you go outside and there are eight full grown men outside. And you're like, hey, our building doesn't have cold water. What's going on? And they're literally holding a pressure washer hose and staring <laughs> you in the face going like, I don't know. It's not us. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm so, I mean, that's where my agitation started. But anyway, so we started uh, getting ready. Hold on. I think we got to take them back. We went and bought some <gasps> stylish ass clothes. Oh, I forgot about that. Because one thing, last week we were in New York. Yeah. And oh, yeah. we didn't talk about this. Or I, The people in New York are so stylish. And everyone has their own style. And it's so different than living in Los Angeles where I feel like style equals expensive. Yeah. Like out here, it's just like, people just spend a lot of money on clothing and whether it's like streetwear, whatever, or like Gucci or whatever designer shit, it's very, it just, it just looks expensive. That's what style is out here. But in New York, there's all so many different kinds of people that are so stylish in different ways. It, it was super inspiring to me, actually. Like, I always thought it was weird that the New York Times had, like, a style section in their newspaper. Yeah, but... Like, no, that seems yeah. so stupid. But then when you go there and you're like, holy shit, that's, like, a major part of the identity of this city. Well, I also that, think I like... They're stylish, but also, like, in L.A., you know, people are just really, really, really skinny. Yeah. And so everybody is like, everybody is very thin out here. And I think part of that is health and part of that is just not eating. Like, it's yeah. like a lot of people are just like, skinny is my identity. I don't eat breakfast or lunch and uh, whatever. But in New York, it was like, everybody looks different, but it's like, there's tons of different body types. Yeah. One thing that was inspiring to me is like, people were just like, like women with curves are just out there just rocking it like yeah. midriffs like shorts like things that like i kind of like feel like weird wearing in la 
sort of, mm-hmm. unless you're like maybe 110 pounds. It's like you want to kind of cover up. And I've been doing that so much, not meaning like wearing something like outrageous, but just like, like, I've just been feeling kind of like, oh, you know, oh, I can't wear that. I can't wear that. You know, when I live out here and then being in New York, I was like, she looks fantastic yeah. <laughs> and she totally can wear that. And that was like also for me, I was like, it, that was inspiring. I was like, OK, I can I can do this i came back from new york just like man i because i've been you know i have my little style and everyone you know especially our past listeners know like you know i put a little spin on things yeah, he a, likes a, those big ass baggy pants <laughs> i don't like baggy button down <laughs> shut up you i don't know, even wear Dickie's those jacket you yeah Dickie's jackets for sure literally you have 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> and uh so anyways we came back we were like we got to go shopping and uh we bought so many nice clothes yesterday could we afford it no did it go on the credit card yes, yes. will we ever regret it yes, yes. <laughs> immediately yes <laughs> but uh we got styled up and i was w- looking at all these people in new york with the like kind of f- tighter pants with the pant legs rolled up just above the ankle you know like high water style and i was hating on all of them uh, to me, that looked so stupid. Well, but that's then, your baseline. You're a hater. Yeah, I'm a hater. Yeah, yeah. But uh, guess what, everyone? I got me some real nice, pretty tight pants and rolled the ankles up and rocked my sneakers with the the no show sock look. And I was fly to the day that I die. I I I I I I was killing it. So, anyways, <laughs> like, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> so we went shopping, which was a huge success. Which is. Not always true for us, but I feel like we've been on a little bit of a roll. I just feel like it's hard when you get older and you're supposed to like look good and know. Yeah, we just tried some new stuff. Well, I bought some like weird like harem pants and some other things, and I was like, yeah, I'll rock these. I don't know. It was very like new things, and they were like, okay. So that's also the recipe for disaster Mm -hmm. is like going shopping right prior to the event and then like thinking, I'm going to switch up my style. And then you put (laughs) on the outfit and you're like, why did I buy this? I know. I know. I was like, this is like the biggest fashion risk I think I've ever taken. You look very cute. I look great. I'm thrilled with me, but it was, it was a risk. And I was like, this is wow. Yeah. I did put on all the clothes right before we left and was like, I'm not going to look in the mirror. (laughs) Just, I was like, here we go. Okay. We're, we're leaving. We're launching it. (laughs) We're launching. We're in the world. I did the same thing. I kind of like just put my stuff on and I was like, well, I'm just going to wear this new stuff and I don't care. (laughs) And I made everyone can just eat it. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I gotta say, I think it really, really helped feeling confident. Yeah. If, and because you were, you looked super hot and, <laughs> I, and I looked super hot and I was just like, I just felt like, I don't know. Like usually that's not, I like to feel like empowered in my own weird way about the clothes that I wear, but not necessarily like I look good, but just like I feel good or like, this is how, you know, this is my style. This is what I'm yeah, about. Yeah. And it's usually in reaction to other people. If yeah. you feel like you don't look like other guys in LA, regardless of what you're wearing, you're like, yeah, I don't look like those. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That <laughs> is right. That's like literally the only thing I hear from you. Not like I look good, yeah, but like, like I don't look like him. <laughs> I don't look like that, which makes me powerful. Yeah. And, uh, but this time, whew, I don't know. It felt, I think it really set us up for feeling good meeting new people in a way that is not 
usually true for me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I felt pretty confident. Also, one thing to remember is like everybody, even if they look cooler, for the most part, they're nerdier, nerdier than you are. Like yeah. we're all like just nerds. So right. like, I think when you feel confident, you can kind of talk to people, and then you start talking to them, and they real you realize they maybe are feeling like, oh my god, I did, I can't do this. Da, da, da. Yeah, you know. So confidence helps. So the last time we did this, I thought that I could get ready in an hour and I had a complete meltdown. The last, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if any, you know, for any of us who follow the Instagram, <laughs> Nick took a picture of me waiting for the lift and I just had the worst look on my face. I had basically put on all my makeup and then for the first time ever decided it was time to try some fake eyelashes and ruined all of my eye makeup. <laughs> and I was like, I had to redo all of it and couldn't get the eyelashes on. What, was, which, which, what what event are you talking about? The uh, Independent Series Awards. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a disaster. It was a complete disaster. I was like, we were so late. We missed the entire like red carpet event because I couldn't. I was like in the bathroom <laughs> for 30 minutes being like, I have glue all over my eyes. I can't get it off. And now they're burning. <laughs> it was just like actually the stupidest worst getting ready thing. <laughs> so this time I was like, give me three hours. Yes. And then... What ended up happening was the water thing. And then I spent, this is what I, my advice to you, to anybody who's like about to get ready to do something for the, like you're going to go and have to present yourself and you're getting ready. Just don't choose that as the time to either learn how to put on fake eyelashes for the first time <laughs> or paint your fingernails for the first time in like 10 years. <laughs> like it's a stupid fucking idea. I literally was sitting there. And I was like, well, I have a good eye. I'll just do it. And I did it. And my, I had paint all over my cuticles. I looked like a, <laughs> a like a child did it. Well, and, and also I, like you were just like, does this look sloppy? And it didn't look that sloppy. It didn't look professional. But the other thing it did was it just highlighted like, that you trimmed your nails sort of unevenly. So it just was like, <laughs> don't even fucking say that. My, my nails are perfect. They're just short. They're sensible. Uh, yeah, it was basically like I was wearing a dark purple, um, polish that just shows every flaw in your soul and existence. It just wouldn't work. And so I was like painting them. And then I was like, well, maybe two coats will make it look more professional. Oh, that that is then, what they say. Yeah. You know, amateur nail polish is the windows to the lady's soul. Uh, so I did two coats and then tried to put on my makeup and literally like promptly just got makeup and garbage embedded into my not quite dry nail polish. <laughs> and I got done and I was like, I can't believe I fucking did that. And the whole process probably took me 45 minutes out of commission. <laughs> so that makes you, that gives you your three hour getting ready window down to two hours and 15 minutes. Right. And then, uh, what else did I decided I had to do? I mean, just a bunch of dumb shit. And then basically at the very end of it, since we had no cold water, Nick had to run himself a completely hot water bath, which after I had done my hair, filled our entire apartment up with steam. <laughs> and it was already like a muggy, like LA day. Yeah. Like it's already really hot. This is like 15 minutes before we were supposed to go. I was like, are you going to be ready to go? And Nick is just like, uh, I don't know. Probably. Oh, he goes, yeah, I mean, probably not. <laughs> and I was like, he's like, the bath is way, way, way too hot to get into. And the put whole, ice cubes in it. Shit. Putting ice cubes in it. We're just like, fuck, what are we going to do? And like, I, I look in the mirror and I just have a straight up 
afro like every sort of like thing that i've done to try to smooth my hair out it's just like it's just a complete frizz ball of like nothingness <laughs> and i was just like well this is perfect we're literally gonna walk out the door and so nick just jumps in the thing and he was just bright red <laughs> <laughs> like got out of the bath this is the classic la move as soon as i get out of the shower i'm just like sweating again because <laughs> of hot ass water just Oh my god! It was just like taking a sauna. So I get out. I'm immediately stinky. It's uh, it's really, 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 really a lot. Uh, so yeah. Then we were very late. We we were we got there right before they were closing registration. Yeah. So we had to like register our of our filmmakers' passes. It was okay. It was fine. It was perfect timing. Is really the thing about it. If you really look at it, Mirror, if you think about it, like really, it was like perfect timing because of me. Yeah. You know, oh, I that's just, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad yeah. you said it out loud. Yeah. Right. Um, so we got our, so, okay. So that was kind of getting ready was like our advice for getting ready. Don't try new things. Maybe new clothes is fine. Nothing that's going to like take you out of commission, like eyelashes or fingernails. Just don't do it. Uh, and put on those clothes and you know, don't look in the mirror. Don't look in just the mirror. go. Just, just run. Yeah. Just go. Don't look in the mirror. Just go cut off those tags and run. <laughs> Uh, so then we got there and, uh, well, the first thing we did was stand in the line for hella long that we weren't supposed to stand in. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> that was the first thing. This was at the, some fancy hotel in Hollywood and, uh, everyone was just standing around. No one knew what to do, which was, which was cool. We ran into a very good friend of ours, um, who has an awesome film. She's on TV. She's very cool. We love her. Rebecca. Hi. If you're listening, I don't think you are, but that's cool. <laughs> and she's like cooler than us and really lovely and wonderful to us. And she just came up and was like, are we supposed to be here? What? Like she didn't know either. Like yeah. no one knew Nobody what knew. to do. We were just, and then, so at one point, then people running the festival had to come down the line and be like, okay, why are you here? <laughs> you need to move. This is not the line for you. And then we were like, oh, it was just a lot. Like the first, it was a two hour event. And the first hour was just negotiating physical space. Yeah, right. So it was just like, like very much like in the wrong line, get into the thing, get a cocktail, and then everybody like... And then stand directly where you got the cocktail, even though that's the one crowded place in the whole vicinity. The entire group, I mean, hundreds of people were just congregated... In front of the bar and in front of the only entrance. So they couldn't get anyone else into the venue. But the entire venue had another room that was like just as big, just like little. Which like, was cooler. It was like the VIP lounge with like all these couches and like a DJ and like its own bar. And it was completely empty was because like we were all so nervous. I think that we were just like, stand by the entrance, stand by the entrance, stand by the bar. This is a, just a party full of people like decked out and like trying to be like professional, like fancy film people. <laughs> just like no one knew what to do. We were just, and then they had to get on the mic. And be like, okay, guys, like we're at capacity. Please move into the other room <laughs> where it's way cooler and more fun to be. And of course, the mic doesn't work, so no one can hear them except for us. So we were like, okay, just <laughs> like I mean, it was just so ridiculous. So then we, <sighs> oh yeah, okay, and then but that put me at ease. Actually, is just like immediately seeing that like no one knew what right. to do. Oh my god, which is such a good metaphor for just making it through life these yeah. days. Like 
no one knows what nobody to do. knows what to do we went to the bar uh also we thought it was an open bar it was not Twas not an open bar Our, they had gratuity included which i think is totally fine for a big event like that it's yeah. like whatever but I did my our friend ordered a t- a bottle of Peroni for twelve dollars. <laughs> That's the worst beer in the world. What was our tab even? I don't want to tell you. It was really? yeah, it was way too much. But the one thing that was cool was we found the bartender. Just we just went to her. She was our she was our girl. She poured us our drinks and she poured like quadruples because all of their whiskey like their their well whiskey was bullet. The well oh. vodka was Grey Goose and but they were just like. She was pouring it so stiff, and if and then when you ordered wine, she was filling that up all the way. Everyone else had like these little pours, so that's a huge piece oh, of really? advice. You found yeah. the one girl who was doing it, yeah, with the that girl with the high red ponytail. Girl, or I spilled wine all over myself multiple <laughs> times because <laughs> I forget it was in these plastic cups, and I'd be talking, and I was just like, well, and I like after the third time, I was just like, I just looked at myself, I was like, well, I don't care, I'm wearing dark clothes, nobody's gonna tell, just I just have wine on me. Yeah, if you find a good bartender at an event like that, just stick with them because she was. She was new or whatever. That's what I do. If I if, I, if you're ever in doubt and you're bartending, like let's say you're at a your like cousin drafts you to like bartend at their wedding or you're working and all of a sudden like you know there's you have to pour wine. If you're freaked, just pour the biggest amount that you can. Yeah, right. Nobody will complain to you. Everyone will be happy. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely. I had to switch to wine because after the first cocktail, I was like, this is not. I think this is going a little too far. At one point, Nick came up to me just like wide-eyed. He's like, so I think I'm getting really trashed. So I'm just letting you know. I was like, do you need me to rescue? You're like, no, I'm fine. And then I just started walking I was like, I'm going to take a lap. And well, we went up. The other hilarious thing was, of course, our collaborator in this project, one of our very best friends, Tony, met us there he came to the party with us so also the whole first like hour of standing around awkwardly was just talking with tony and not meeting anyone new at all right we're like oh my god how have you been we're just like catching up and then we're just realizing we're standing in this cluster and everyone else was doing the same thing they were just talking to themselves so it took about an hour for everybody to loosen up enough to be like okay you have to talk to other people yeah right that's the whole point of being here is to like try to meet other people and do that uh, just a little quick sidebar. Yeah. It's also hilarious how I feel like, like li- paying attention to instructions is like a pendulum for people. Like when you're little, you don't pay attention to instructions at all and you're an idiot and then it swings. And then like, maybe like as a late teenager, you know, like a teenager or an early twenties person, you're kind of like, at least I was like, you get really anal about like doing it right mm-hmm. you know or you're really concerned about like whether or not you're doing it right or doing it wrong and then by you instructions start- do you just mean like social no i mean what like mean? like just f- like i what i'm i i'll finish my thought okay. and then i'll say what i mean gotcha. that the pendulum swings the other way i think at a certain point where you just stop paying attention to things again like yeah. we're organizing this <laughs> like we're doing these festivals and we have lots of friends who like are involved in the process with us, like who we created this thing with. So we'll just like give detailed instructions about like show up at this time. This is the <laughs> event. Da, 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 da. And then the questions will be like, what am I? Like, <laughs> like Tony showed up in just jeans and a t-shirt. And he's like, well, I didn't know there would be a red carpet event. And I was like, Tony, 
It's the opening night of a fucking film festival. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, read the fucking email, dude. He was like, it's, what? At, the, it's like <laughs> at this fancy ass hotel. I'm like, yeah, maybe not t-shirt and jeans. He's like, well, you didn't say dress up. It's like, do you need to be told to dress <laughs> up? Like, he was like, well, I didn't see anything about a dress code. I was like, well, did you click on a link? Did like you- any. It's just like for Christ's sake, dude, you're here. <laughs> like you drove your car as a human being, adult. Like, maybe think about, oh, maybe I should throw on a button-down shirt for a premiere party, idiot. <laughs> it's like constantly people, I literally was like, I just sent out a text to some of my friends, and I was like, all adults. <laughs> and I go, hey, like, I'm going to go see, check out this, like, this block of shorts. It starts at 2.45. Uh, does anyone want to come? And, of course, the only text back is, yeah, I'm around at 4.30. <laughs> I'd love to come see some shorts. So now I have to text this person back and be like, yeah, they're going to be fucking over by then, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I don't know. You and know? then by the time you become a baby boomer or however old those people are now, uh, you just fully just start making your own instructions and get mad that other people don't follow them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Everything is great. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing that happened is uh, the first person we ended up talking to our friend found uh, because he was wearing a crazy outfit. <laughs> Which was funny. I saw that guy walking around. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy's really doing it. And then when we got separated from Tony, yeah. I was like, where is Tony? Yeah. And then I, and I was like, oh, he's talking to the crazy guy. Yeah. It's like his he was wearing this just insane get up. And then the inside was all lined with, like, peacock feathers. Yeah. And we were just like, okay. And, it and is- he was like, we were like, is that an everyday coat for you? Because the only way that we're able to really like connect, at least for me, is to like start making jokes and just like trying to be funny with people. Yeah. Whatever. Trying to get them to laugh and just whatever. And he was like, no, 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 this is not every day. Um, This is just for filmmaking events. (laughs) When I moved to when we moved to L.A., my dad and I got into this huge fight because he was like he gave me the advice of uh that i should buy a bunch of crazy hats because then everyone in la will know what's up they won't know what's up with me but they'll all come and talk to me and it will really like make a mark on my world in la if i wear these crazy hats yeah and i was what like what you need muriel is a crazy hat he's like you need a big hat you need a big sun hat you know you go outside you wear a big hat nobody's gonna know what to do with you <laughs> And I was like, Dad, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And he was like, well, I'm giving you some advice and you better, you just whatever. He's just like so bad. So whatever, Dad, you were right. The only first guy we talked to was the guy with the crazy coat. And he was pretty okay. Yeah, he was, he was cool. He had a lot of, uh, you know, he was very upset about La La Land still. You know, which. Oh, my uh, God. Okay, I'm sure he's never going to listen to this. God bless and keep him. I'm sure there's lots of things you could talk shit about us about. I will say, <laughs> he was like, I hate La La Land. La La Land is ridiculous. I made my film in response to the movie La La Land. <laughs> and instead of it, and I go, oh, is it a musical? And he's like, no, it's all slam poetry instead of music. <laughs> and I was like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I know. The, one, the worst thing than white people stealing jazz is... Uh, you know, slam poetry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Well, guy in a peacock coat co-opting slam poetry. I was like, I guess maybe this is not a, this is not a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
this is pretty much on I can brand. see you being into slam poetry. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also met this other... Oh, this is what I wanted to say. What? Um, I'm still very hungover. There is this cool thing about being a little older, especially when you're not trying to hook up with people, which we haven't tried to do in our 30s at all, so I don't really know how, what the difference is here. But just kind of like you can just walk up to people and start talking to them. Yeah. And they're thankful for it, at least at an event like this, like at a party. If you just go and start talking, people are just like, oh, thank God someone's just st- started talking. And then when someone just came up to me and just started talking to me, I was like, oh, thank God they just started talking. Like, oh, that this is great. Like, it's already begun. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very... We're all just waiting for the other person to not be weird so we can just like, oh, thank God. Uh, okay, they're not weird. I'm not weird. We can talk. Everything's fine. We're all okay. It's just so much relief. Yeah, right. Um, one thing that did happen was when we were talking to the Peacock guy, all of a sudden he and Tony really zoomed in on each other and they were doing their thing. <laughs> and I started talking to this other dude and I didn't realize until pretty deep in the conversation that I think he was kind of like, I don't know if he was hitting on me, but I was like, this is this is taking too long. Like, (laughs) I don't know. My radar is definitely like, like not, you know, like, I don't know. You're just married forever. And we have a lot of the same friends. And so even if we, you mean you and I, yeah, you and I do. So like, even when we go places, like I'm, I rarely am in a situation where people don't know that I'm married. Yeah. Uh, and I wear rings, but like, I just like, it's just not like, I never have to like qualify anything by being like, Oh, I'm married or whatever. Yeah. But, I even have the habit of like saying we, oh, we moved down here. We yeah, did this. Right. I don't say I did things. Yeah. You know, I say we did things. I usually do too. It's just, I mean, it's like, it feels more natural, I guess. Well, I more, seems like disingenuous or something. Yeah. It's more uh, honest. It's accurate. Right. You know, so I'm talking to this dude and like, it was really interesting. Like, I don't know. It was just really interesting. Like sometimes when you're talking to like, people and it's just you're just talking like two human beings and there's yeah. no like other thing happening like you're people are just like really open and nice but it's funny like <laughs> like when you're talking to a dude that might be hitting on you or might be like kind of in that zone they're way more defensive i've just found like i said yeah. i did something like i made a joke about something and it was the first, he was just like oh he goes i'm gonna go he's like yeah he basically was spending a lot of time like kind of letting me know that he had done a lot (laughs) in the industry (laughs) and like he was like here for like this big film but he didn't even know what time it was screening because he doesn't care (laughs) and then like he's like oh i might go but i think i'm just gonna go hang out at dave and buster's like (laughs) really yes you dropped dvs oh so he's like saying this and he's that is the grimiest dave and buster's in the world so i said I go, so we're sitting there and I, I just think it's funny because he's dropping David Buster in Hollywood is the weirdest, most like odd suburban coke den, like sticky, sticky gross. There's like, like spilled beer everywhere. And it's like people are getting fucked up and it's weird date night, but it's like not, it's too expensive. Like it's, it's the whole thing is just bizarre, but also it's peppered with like little kids, you know? So it's like half adult, like weirdness and then half like these kids shouldn't be here. Like this is probably not a good place for kids. It's basically a bar. Uh, so like, 
Anyway, I've been there. I know, yeah. and it, the one in Hollywood, like any place in Hollywood, the Hooters in Hollywood, every chain in Hollywood is super drastic. Yeah, it's just like, like run down and like barely held together. Yeah, and it's like really like crazy. Like they're dirty. Like yeah. like Hollywood Boulevard just literally smells like piss. It's like yeah. that's the thing. It's like piss and crack. It's just like a crazy like. You're walking down the street, everybody, like, you can't hang out there at night. Like, that's the only place in L.A. I don't like walking around alone <laughs> yeah, at night. Right. It's like the walk of stars. Yeah, right. So, like, I'm sitting here talking to this dude, and it's like, okay, we're at this place. I get it. Like, he's telling me all of his things about how he's really cool, but he doesn't care. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I don't know. I might just blow it off and go to Damon Buster's. And I started laughing, and I was like, <laughs> that David, I was like, David Buster's? And he's like, why? And he's like, I mean, I it's a, a cool place to chill and drink and play video games. <laughs> And it's like, I know that he's mad because I'm not acting like he's cool. Yeah. And I think that there's some sort of like boyfriend, girlfriend vibe about that. Like if he was, didn't have that energy, I think he would be like, oh, why do you say that? What's yeah, up? Right. But instead immediately he's like, why are you being such an asshole? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I've been to that David Buster's. I'm not saying like, it's not cool to play video games. I was like, that particular David Buster's is really insane. And he's like, why would you say that? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bunch of like weird, like suburban, I don't know, tourists getting fucked up at David Buster's <laughs> yeah, around right. their kids. And I don't like know. black lights and they're yeah. playing like trap music. Yeah, I was like, it's the, that's exactly, I was like, that's exactly what I said. I was like, it's like trap music. It's like sticky. I was like, that's the, it's the craziest place. That's the all games are all broken. Yeah, it's not good. It's not like, it's all like the things where you shoot the basketballs and the little hoops are all busted. Yeah. And he tried to like, I had to like back down cause he was just getting like, so like he was basically acting like I was mad at, I, I was making fun of him for liking video games. Right. And I'm like, you're not listening to me. And this is probably why you don't have a girlfriend. Right. For sure. It's like, you're literally not listening to me. What I'm saying, which is funny cause yeah. I'm saying something funny and it's true. And I'm like, I'm not making, I was like, yeah, video games are fine. I'm just saying that place is insane. And he's like, well, anyway, you just don't really know anything until you own a kid at Mario Kart. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> all right. What a bitch. I, I, hate that I was just like, okay, dude. And then we sat there and talked for a long you time. You should have just been like, oh yeah. I mean, I have little brothers, so I'm used to owning guys like you at Mario Kart. <laughs> little bro. I just couldn't, I was just like, <sighs> it's so weird to me. I was like, come on, man. Just like loosen up. Fuck, dude. Like, I'm probably, if you really thought, like, I was kind of cute and you wanted to talk to me, yeah. like, I'm the last person you should be getting defensive about video games with. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. you're doing the opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah, like, right. you should be like, haha, that's funny. Not like, well, actually, video games are very cool. <laughs> like, yeah, and Christ. when you dominate a little child, which I did one time and I use as a pickup line now for the rest of my life. I, uh, I was just like, okay. But I, he's, he, the dumb thing is, too, he was fine. He was totally yeah. a nice dude. It's just like he was just like that, I don't know, chose that hill. To, David Buster's is the hill to die on. But I talked to him for a while, and I was like, sometimes in situations like that, it's like I don't have a good radar anymore for anything like that. Yeah. And I just ended up talking to him for way too long, and his angle was just to tell me how all the cool things he was doing. Yeah. And then eventually somebody interrupted us because I was like, oh, my God, how do I get out of this? Because I just didn't want to talk to him anymore. Yeah. And then when somebody started talking to him, I was like, all right, good luck with everything. It's great to meet you. He was like, oh. And I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is over? Yep, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> well, I was walking through the crowd and made eye contact with this lady who's probably like a super, like super hot lady in her 
probably 50s. Uh-huh. Like, uh, they totally did. put together. Um, definitely, definitely hot. And we were just like, we made eye contact for too long. And I gave her some little flirty eyes. And she's just like, Nick! I know I was totally flirting with this lady. And then I, I walked up to her. And um, we just started talking and I, she was like, what's your project? She had an accent immediately. And then she was like, what's your project? And I was like, oh, you know, we made this web series about Drake's nerdy brother and sister. Uh, he keeps hidden in Canada. And he goes, oh, well, I'm actually friends with Drake's father. And um, do you have any information? Maybe I'll bring him to the screening. I'm not doing her accent, but she's from South Africa. And so I gave her all the flyers to the screening. I forgot about that. And I was like, and I was like, um. I was like, yeah, please. And I just was like, yeah, well, please tell Dennis to come. Like, we'd love to have Mr. Graham as a guest. Like, this is a really, you know, like this whole thing is like a love letter to Drake. And like, I, you know, I really hope you enjoy it. And she was like, she was like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll make sure Dennis hears about it. Or whatever. What? And then she was like, and then she was like, um, like putting her hands on me and like, not on me, but just like touching, you know, holding my arm and stuff like touching my shoulder and stuff. And, uh, she was like, um, she was like, well, I also distribute media, um, all across my country. And I was like, I was like, well, I am sorry to say this, but I don't, uh, I did say, I literally was like, but I don't know accents. So what country are you talking about? And she was like South Africa, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. We'd love to be distributed across <laughs> I South you were Africa." Say, "Oh, that's a country. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. Oh." Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, she was like, "Cool." And then uh, she asked this guy. She was like, "Would you mind taking a photo of us, meaning of me and her?" And we went like to, with the little red carpet backdrop. Yeah. And then she and then the guy snapped some photos of us and she goes, OK, great. And now we just take some photos of just me. <laughs> so then I left and then he took some photos of just her. And I was like going to say goodbye and leave. And then the guy was like, OK, cool. And handed the phone back to her. And she didn't like the photos he took. So she was like, will you actually just take a few more of me? Are you Oh my god! So that so was weird. that was uh, definitely my most Hollywood uh, thing of all time, which is like I'm really interested in in you. Will you help me, or I want to help you? Maybe we can work together. Now, will you take pictures of me? Yeah, and they're like, will you work together to hold my phone and take pictures of me? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get this done. <laughs> yeah, so you know, but we didn't meet a lot of people. We met like we did talk. To yeah, it was it was good it was fun it was like i mean I, i'm actually looking forward to doing it more throughout the course of this festival this thing lasts like for 10 days and we're gonna go to tons of events and stuff and i i think this was a good sort of like lesson in just in terms of just say hi be cool start talking and you'll make and you'll meet people oh i forgot that yeah. definitely my <laughs> I don't even know. I told you part of this, but it wasn't the whole thing. I went to go pee and there was a like a lady who was in a kind of cleaning the bathroom. I don't think she was an attendant. And she Wait, she was cleaning the bathroom but didn't work there? She wasn't an attendant. You know how sometimes they'll have a bathroom attendants who stay in the bathroom all oh, the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think she was just worked in the hotel and was like yeah. doing maintenance. I don't know why I would say that. I it just like <laughs> why that matters. Anyway, so like I go and I go to the bathroom. I come out and she doesn't speak English super well, but she's like, <laughs> she's like, are these all, oh, well, she was, anyway, she's talking to me. I think she thought I spoke Spanish, which I don't. I always feel so lame 
I think it's so. You got a lot of Spanish in New York too. People come up to me and start speaking Spanish, and I'm, I'm just like, I actually I can only speak one language, and uh, <laughs> just like I just feel so. I don't know why I feel like so lame when people speak to me in Spanish and I can't say anything back because I know a little bit of Spanish, but my accent's so bad, I just feel like an idiot. Well, so. walking around New York with you and Johnny, I also thought you guys were Puerto Rican for yeah. sure. I was like, are you Puerto Rican? I'm pretty sure you're Puerto Johnny Rican. Johnny and I together too. We're just like, it's so funny. Ethnicity is such a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially for mixed kids. We're just like, <laughs> we can be anything you want us to be. As long as it's in English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's talking to me and she, she's so sweet. She was just like this super nice lady. And she's like, so what's going on? Are these actors? And she's like, this is a movie premiere, right? Like this is a movie. It's a film festival. And I was like, are you all actors? And I, I, this is a really awesome festival but it's distinctly like an indie festival. So like everything in this thing had like no money, you know? So I was having trouble. It's like, not a celebrity driven. It's not a celebrity. It's like people that are good and trying to do it, but like there's like no celebrities and there's no money. There's very little money. Like it's very like everyone we talked to was like, yeah, we had no money. We just did it ourselves. Yeah. Like that's the angle for the whole festival. So she's like, I think in her mind, she thinks we're all like professionals when I was, it's just with the language barrier, it was really hard to explain like, yes, it's a movie premiere. No, there's not a lot of like famous people here. Yeah, right. And she's like, well, are you an actress? And I'm like, I am a server, but yes, I do act. You know, like we're trying to like breach this type of conversation. And she was telling me like, my daughter's an actress. She's beautiful. And she's, she's young. She's like a teenager. And she's like telling me about her daughter and being like, what should I do about her? Like, you know, like, do you know, like what, she should do and as she's talking to me i have like a ziploc bag full of fucking stickers that i'm like taking stickers out and like putting them on the sinks behind the what that means is we put we came up with promotional stickers that has our screening information on the back i mean so it's promotional like material right i mean if you could think of like the least glamorous thing it's standing in a bathroom <laughs> with your promotional materials in a Ziploc bag <laughs> while you're talking to the lady and like putting them behind the sinks because somebody had started doing yeah, it and yeah, I was yeah. like, forget it, I'll do it too. Yeah. And, like everybody was like lining the back of the sinks with their postcards. So I was like putting mine down and we we're talking and I was just like, watch me lady. Like I have these in a Ziploc bag. I have no advice for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. My advice would be like, do be an accountant. I don't know. Yeah, right. Like I was computer like, sciences. I'm 36 years old and I'm holding like a baggie of like weird stickers that I'm like putting <laughs> up in a bathroom while like I'm like I'm not the person to give your daughter career <laughs> advice. And so finally, I was like, okay. And I was like, well, she sounds lovely. We I talked to her for probably 10 minutes. And then I was like, okay, well, I got to go. She sounds really lovely. And I was like, I don't know. Just have her email me. And I like gave her the sticker. <laughs> I was like, if she has any questions, I can do my best to be like, yeah, this is, might be the thing to do. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, take I improv classes, but don't buy into the cult of personality that <laughs> dictates the social structures of any comedy <laughs> institution. I was just like, because she, I kept trying. I think she was just like, hey, can you hook up my daughter? And yeah. I just kept trying to be like, you don't want my help. You don't want my help. But yeah. she just like wouldn't hear that of it. Yeah. And right. I was just like, okay, fine. Here's my help, dude. I, I <laughs> Email me. Email me. So anyway, that was pretty fun, actually. Uh, really just nice. by the way, man, there, there are just so many. I'm, for this project, the amount of people and that I've emailed that have not emailed me back is just 
astounding. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Agents, managers, producers, journalists. Uh, Mom and dad, really good <laughs> friends. It's just hilarious how nobody no, cares. Nobody cares. It's so <laughs> awesome. So weird. <sighs> yeah. So I did meet some guy that got um had, got representation. He got an agent. Uh, sorry, a convert. He's a director. Jesus, I can't speak. He got representation as a commercial director from just posting about winning on Instagram, like winning awards and beginning in film festivals as a director on Instagram. And I was like, I need to do that because all my Instagram posts are all like self-deprecating, like still not professional, but going to this film festival. So this morning I just changed all my posts to like award winning director, <laughs> hashtag TV, all so i don't know i'm already fake hollywood I all it took you was always one go party in these, you go in cycles where you do that and then and nobody everybody stops like liking your posts and then you get really <laughs> sad and stop doing it and then you start doing it again and you're like why is nobody looking at my post i know it's so terrible yeah you gotta do what i do and not ever post at all um, it keeps being like i'm gonna make you post it's like no you're not <laughs> And I'm going to slickly change the subject. <laughs> How do we get noticed in this world? We already are, baby. We're noticed by each other. Okay. All right. So I don't know. I think, I think like my, what would be your advice to an adult who has to go to a party? Um, I would say, I don't know. I kind of think I hate saying this and I just, cause I know it's rare, but if you can feel good about the clothes you're wearing, that actually helps. It helped me yesterday. And then I would say for sure know that no one there is no no, no one there is cool, no matter what party it is or anything. Uh, no one knows what to do. And if you are not an asshole and don't try to just like railroad your opinion into things, you can just start talking to people and they'll probably be really really relieved and start talking back yeah like that's not true for the world like just going out in public like if you're at a grocery store like don't leave people alone you know <laughs> but if you're at a party and you're like there to mingle or whatever that whatever that is it's it's people want to talk that's why you're there yeah and i i think for me i'm like that picture of everyone in their underwear, you know, I don't know. Basically, like, we're all kind of in the same position. There are a few people who are, like, really, like, feel like, oh, this is my scene. And, like, they know who to talk to and what's going on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I think for the most part, like, basically, like, nobody, like, you don't even want to talk to those people. Like, if they don't want to talk to you, there's no point in you talking to them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's the key to networking is, like, sometimes you think, like, you know, like, it's easy to have, like, imposter syndrome, and it's easy to think you don't belong there, and then you can talk to somebody who makes you feel that way, but, like, best case scenario, even if you felt like you belonged there, that wouldn't be the person you'd want to hang out with anyway. Right. So, like, the person you'd think is, like, the top shit person in the room that, like, you know they're they're like belong there and they're like hot the hot ticket person to talk to and they're like a jerk it's like like you don't like 
just let that person go. You know, like you want to talk to people who are easy to talk to anyway. Right. So even if you were in the best position possible and you were the hot ticket in the room, you probably wouldn't want to be hanging out with somebody who's just rude to other people or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. It's like the people that intimidate me are also, if I were intimidating to other people, like if I were on their level, yeah. I would still not want to be friends with somebody who was actively trying to intimidate people, you right. know, like, and that's something to just remember is like, you don't have to be terrible to be like the top person in the room. Like, <laughs> I think that's the thing that makes networking to me, like seem awful is yeah. like, you think about like, okay, if you walk into a room and we're all like freaked out and then there's one person who's like, actually I worked with Ron Howard da, 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 da. and they're like, not, and you try to talk to them and they're like, whatever, take my picture. Like whatever. <laughs> like you think like, oh man, like I'm so, lame because this person is cool and i'm not them but really like they're pretty lame too you know yeah, what i mean like in their own way and if i were like really cool in the room and like a cool kid you know whatever i would never act like that yeah and so it's like even though that's kind of the definition of networking like you're thinking you're gonna network yourself to the top and then the top is this person and that's where you're gonna be does that make sense yeah like it's just like that doesn't have to be your top you can just be, you can, you know, like networking could just be, you can always just be yourself. Yeah. Just be <laughs> yourself. And also like this has maybe specifically to do with like comedy, but I think it has to do with, I, I bet you it just translates to other area, you know, other professions, but just like let your work be the network, like whatever you do, whatever your product is whatever your skill is whatever your actual the blood sweat and tears you put into whatever it is you do like that is like that's how you network you network through your material through who you are through your work ethic like that's going to be the thing that's going to connect you with people that's going to make you feel good about your place in this world and get you ahead in life way more than like you know saying the right thing to the person yeah. that knows someone at a party or something like yeah. it was fun to go there and like quote unquote network with other filmmakers it's just like what's your thing okay cool i like you and we make some jokes and like that's it and you trade information and like that that that's cool but that's just like being yourself and leading with your work right and, and it's not there's nothing fake about it like right. you just have to do that and if you run into somebody who doesn't like that you talk shit about dave and busters you're like okay moving on <laughs> yeah right you know like it's not yeah it is like you're in control of it i mean we may not be in control of like 95 percent of what happens <laughs> in our lives like we can't will ourselves into like the jobs that we want you know like we're just kind of like okay you know we're just trying to make something happen in the world yeah but you can be in control of how kind you are, how easy you are, how authentic you are. You yeah. can just decide like, and that is also leading with your work. It's leading with your person, your personal work, your work on yourself. Yes. And leading with <laughs> your personal truth, just like being as authentic as you can to like yourself, no matter, even if you put yourself in a position of like a fake position, you can still be real, you know, mm, and true to yourself. Expand. Like you can. Oh, meaning like if you go to a party and you're uncomfortable, you can just try your best to be real. Yeah. Or yeah. like it was like going to a party is sort of like a fake thing, right? Like a filmmaking networking party. Like that is some sort of like, you know, compromise to who, how we would usually spend our time. And it has, you know, but once you show up there and you do that, you're like, you're playing ball, right? You're like entering into that world. You can still like, make the jokes that make you feel good and, and, you know, 
say the thing that you think is true and like be yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. So that's really all it's about. It's really just about being yourself and yeah. staying true. Staying true. And just like, you know, <laughs> just just know we're all anxious. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it. That's it. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you so Let's, much for listening. We love you. Thank you, Hella family. We have some shout outs right now. Yes. Do you have them lined up, Nick, or should I've, I begin? I've got a couple on Twitter. Got a shout out, Andre D. Got a shout out, Julia Elizabeth. Got a shout out, Haley of Home Cooked, showing us some love. Also, Colonel Tim Montoya. Yeah, Timmy. Sarah No H. Just some very cool people hanging out with us on Twitter. Uh, also, thank you for all the love on Instagram. You can follow us at Hella in Your Thirties. You guys are the best. We've got one uh, one listener who is on a big old trip right now. Shout out to Sister Rosebud. I hope you're doing well. Flying is anxiety inducing. Oh yeah, she thanked us for helping us. She listened to us to help deal with anxiety on a plane. Which I I literally downloaded like some of this American Life and. Also a murder podcast before I got on the plane. It does help quite a bit, even if you're listening to murders. Oh, that was something we did not talk about in the New York trip. On the flight home, we sat in different seats, and I sat on the aisle seat directly next to the toilet. And everybody took a poop. The last hour of that flight, everyone took a shit, and I kept trying to sleep. I had my earbuds on. I had had earbuds in listening to Sleep With Me, that podcast that helps put you to sleep. It works great, and it helps you drown out horrible... um, surrounding noises i had my face mask on just trying to block out and i just kept people's shits just kept waking me up the smell of people's <laughs> pooping was waking him up so sister rosebud i hope you have a good flight on this plane a good seat on I this know. flight i hope it's not poopy and i wish that our podcast could protect people from horrible smells although it cannot no um so we love you sister rosebud uh, just shouting out everyone. I don't know. What are we doing? We're saying okay, thank well, yous. Also, if you want to support the podcast, we uh, have a wonderful sponsor in hempbombs.com. Uh, if you want to use the promo code HELLA20. Got it. Muriel still doesn't know. Promo code HELLA20 for 20% off all your CBD needs. Yep. Take one crazy psychedelic looking Sour Patch Gummy Bear and go straight to sleep. Does not show up on your drug test. They can ship it anywhere. Legal in all 50 states. Um, You know, so get weird, man. Yeah, get weird, man. Okay, is that it? Oh, Saturday, June 22nd, 6.15 p.m. We'll put the um, ticket information in the data for this podcast. So wherever you're listening to this, you should be able to click on a link and get that information. Follow us on social media. Muriel's laughing at me. You're doing that voice. Is it's like my you read robotic. Out loud. Yeah, I'm robotic? not reading out loud. I'm just getting through the information in a succinct way. It's okay. And also, if you live in Atlanta, Georgia, hit us up because we need you we to need be you. us. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy yes. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. 
food writers. Oh, they're Ooh. writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that yeah, food. Yeah, because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR hits, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Campfire.